take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and today we are in Season 2, Chapter 3. Today, we have with us Phileas Flesh. Uh, this is an interview that I made uh, during WBC 16, but it is very related to the theme of the second season, which is entertaining with balloons. There are so many ways to entertain with balloons, and Phileas Flesh will offer for us his way of doing basically line work, but in an improved way, in a way that uh, creates a, another experience, a different experience in birthdays. So uh, there's a lot of tips there, uh, some bits and business of how Phyllis Flash manages to, to charm people so much. is just so charming. I want to give a quick shout out for someone in the Facebook group, in the Balloon Artist Facebook group, who contributes and always tries to give value to other people and to be helpful. And I say, uh, O'Connor, I'm talking about you, my dear. Uh, just, I, I was really impressed about uh, your last post about the value, the value that people think of themselves, the value of services. And uh, yeah, I just uh, think it's uh, very important so if you didn't read it yet, go to the Balloon Artist Facebook group, take a look. I say O'Connor, CBA, thanks, man. So without further ado, here is Phileas Flash. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Today we are here at WBC 16, and with me I have Phileas Flash. In case you are not familiar with Phileas Flash, uh, you probably don't live in uh, Facebook land, and you should consider a visit, because Phileas Flash is an awesome twister from Canada. He's a balloon artist uh, that knows how to entertain, uh, and also has extremely useful designs for faces and more and before we start and go into the interview i'd like to welcome you phyllis how are you oh, i'm very good thank you for having me how lovely thanks and it's, it's really a pleasure uh phyllis before we start and talk about how to entertain with balloons because that's the theme of the season uh, i would like to ask you can you t share with us on your day-to-day -day work on your day-to-day -day life how do you make money for a living um, well, what I do, I have various different streams of entertainment. One thing I learned early on is to make money as an entertainer, unless you're well-known, you have to be able to say, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. When someone calls, can you stilt walk? Yes, I can stilt walk. Yes, I can make balloons. Yes, I can do magic. And that way, even when I, uh, I'm offered a gig, I can normally say yes to it. So I do magic shows, I do roving entertainment, I balloon twist line work, and I also make big balloon sculptures. How much of your work is focused on balloons these days? I'd say about 80% of my work is balloons. Because although I started as an entertainer and as a magician um, and as a ringmaster in a circus, because of the balloons I make now, people think that's all I do. So even my website is Flash Balloons. So I'm geared towards that. That's become my focus. So uh, in my local area, people come to me if they want a balloon twister. Or, I, I mean, I occasionally I get decor gigs as well, um, just because people see them, the word balloons, and that's what they associate with. 
Cool. And so 80% of your work is doing balloons these days. Is that in a situation where basically it's a private event with uh, kids and you do some sort of a line walk situation? Yeah, I do that. I, as I said, every gig that comes in, if I, can, if I can physically do it, I say, yes, sure. So I do children's birthday parties. I do a lot of those. That's one of my favorite things to do because children's birthday parties offer you the, it allows you with balloons to uh, feel young. You, you make things that kids are interested in and they're always fun things. So I do a lot of children's birthday parties. I do a lot of corporate events because the other thing to remember is if you're doing a kid's party, you don't know who the parents of little Johnny are. Little Johnny's parents might be an NFL football star for all you know. So you always give that best show and have business cards there so people can take them. And that's worked for me before. I've worked for um, lots of clients who've seen me uh, at a kid's party. And, and then I've gone on to work for their corporations. So I do corporations, a lot of festivals in the summer uh, where I make big scale sculptures and also some photo shoots and things like that, too. How many kids on average do you have on a birthday show? Uh, it can be anywhere between, uh, I don't know, 10 to 25, 30. And, and the venues vary. I mean, that's a, a, a conservative estimate. Sometimes I, I go into a house. I have a, I have a magic show that I take into a house, and it's, it can be small. I've done it in, on stage, but I've also done it in very small front rooms as well. And how much time would you, would you invest in each kid in order to make him a sculpture? Okay, so the way my birthday party works is I do a half-hour magic show, which has uh, some balloon elements. And then I will make balloons for children now the way i work is i count myself as a challenge line worker so i allow the children to ask for anything their heart desires um that means it sets me apart from a lot of other balloon twisters who have menus and who are running to a certain very tight schedule on two minutes per balloon two minutes per what if i've got a lot of children if i know that this is a big group Normally, I'm giving when my birthday party a half-hour magic show, two hours of line twisting or twisting presents for them, and that's all included in one package. Um, if I've got 30, 40 children, well, sure, I'm not going to be able to make as detailed balloons for those kids. So I start with something like a sword or something, first of all, who wants a sword? And that's 20 kids straight away. Oh, sword. And then you get a lot of swords and a lot of fast things. If, however, it's 10 children or, or I'm going to invest more time because I want people to think I'm, I'm the best they've ever seen. So if I make, if I say, who wants a surprise? Okay, I've got a surprise. Well, I can make the speed of that so I can spend two or three minutes on a child, maybe five, maybe 10. Um, and then I say, well, what do you want? And I've had all sorts of requests from Skylanders to uh, things you've never seen before. I had some lady, some, some child the other day said, I want a beating stick. And I said, what's a beating stick? And her little sister just looked worried. <laughs> and it was a stick to hit her little sister with. So I made, honestly, that's what it was. She said, oh, I've got one at home. <laughs> and it, was, it was all done in good humor, but it was just so funny. This older sister, I want a beating stick. So I armed the little kid first <laughs> and then made her something as well. It was, so anything, it can be anything they want. And obviously some things take time, but people are generally impressed. I don't clock watch. I, I know some people do. And I, I never look at my watch too much. I, obviously, I want to be out as close to on time as I can. But sometimes if I'm not going to another job, if I spend an extra 10, 15 minutes making the clients happy, I get a bigger tip. How often do you get a tip? Uh, very often, very often. One, one, one tip on getting a tip, if you have a set, uh, set price on your, um, for your party package, try and make it an uneven number. So instead of saying your party package is, say, $300, 
or you make it 325 or 295 no sorry the other way so 315 because then people don't always have change unless they're writing you a check they don't always have change so they'll always give you 320 and some people will just go here you go 350 to give you an example very recently this is my biggest tip ever uh it was a birthday package for 325 dollars okay the guy gave me a 275 dollar tip just to make it even it was brilliant it was great it was just before i went to twist and shout i needed the money <laughs> cool so uh le- let's talk a little bit about how you are able to stop the kids from asking the exact same things Well, you know, sometimes it's good to have kids asking the same thing because it speeds you up. Once you've made one, you can go on to making the next one. I do say, listen, I'm getting a bit tired of it. Look, I've got something better for you. I've got a surprise that I think is going to be better than that. Or the other thing is if you can just stash some of your balloons away... Uh, so you, as you're going in and you know everyone's going to ask for a pink unicorn, a giant pink unicorn, and you don't have time to make it, just maybe push your balloons down and, and hide it and say, oh, but I've got something you'll like even more. Can I make a surprise for you? And another thing when I line work, I, I constantly am telling, I'm trying to entertain people as I do it, so I'm constantly telling them the way it works. And I, I really push the surprises. I say, you can ask me for anything you want. You won't get it. You'll get a dog, but you can ask. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and then I say, but if you don't know what to ask for, ask for a surprise. Surprises are the very best balloons I make. You saw that pink unicorn a minute ago. That was one of my surprises. It's just now you've all seen it, so you're all saying, I want the same thing. Ask me for a surprise. I guarantee you'll like it just as much or more. That's awesome. And uh, during uh, the preparation of the balloons, do you, do you have anything ready-made or it's all on the spot? Okay, so... I have had to set myself up in different areas of the world um, and I started as a busker and I couldn't make very very much so I got into the habit of taking especially when I first start off in an area if I want to set myself apart from my competition I'll pre-make a big sculpture which is a lot of the sculptures you see on my on my website I pre-made those and I took them to gigs and have them standing behind me I also then have the business cards in front and people then associate me with this giant cool sculpture and people say well I can't make anything that great well neither could I when I first started people have also said to me and this is something I hear a lot and I, I just would like to make this point people have said to me um, I wish people would buy these big sculptures from me I wish my area they wanted these you know what every area I've gone if I'd have said straight away to the client these big sculptures uh, would you like it were you gonna have to pay me X amount of money the people would have said no we just want you to make balloons for little Johnny but because I took them with me they've been seen by the pub by uh, the press by the media by the client they say oh I do want that actually so I've invented my own market in an area and and I think that's important to know that it, what's the old saying if you build it they will come And that's the same with making big scale balloons and also trying to build your own business. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Uh, basically, you can uh, always fund it from just having higher fees to, to begin with to your package. Oh, exactly right. Exactly right. And another great tip is to upsell. You try and upsell. Uh, I want to be doing um, a birthday party package. I like making my big sculptures. It's, as I said, it's what sets me apart. It's why I'm sitting here talking to you at WBC as an instructor, because I make those. My line work is, is solid and good, but it's not my strong point. So I want to be making those. And as I say, people don't necessarily associate that. They want balloons for their kids. So I made my birthday pack party packages. Um, I set the price I wanted for the first one. And for that, you get a lot. You get two hours of balloon sculpting, a magic show, and a 
a sculpture that I've maybe spent a day making before because that's what I want to do. Then if I drop $50 down, you get one hour of balloon twisting and a magic show. You don't get the the big sculpture. Then if you drop another 50 you just get one hour of balloon twisting and the mag- or the magic show because I don't want to be doing one hour of balloon twisting. I want to be doing two hours of balloon twisting. I want to have my sculpture. So I make it... The difference between having just one hour of balloon twisting and the full package is only $100. And people go, oh, my God. Well, I'm obviously going to book the more expensive one because the value is much more. And um, that really helps us. How often do you do the the cheap ones? Do you know what? I can't remember the last time I did an hour long of balloon twisting for a birthday party. Cool. And uh, how about upsells on top of the two hour and a half? Will, will this be uh, deco upsells or what? Yeah, sure. Exactly right. I mean, for me as well... Um, Another thing you can do is if you have too many I, 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 money isn't my main concern. I want to create art. So if I have too many people, if it's a giant event, I will upsell by getting another twister in and, and help out my local community of twisters. That's one thing I can do. The other thing is, as we said, as you quite rightly said, is deco. We could do deco around the, around the whole event, and I would get my friend Glenn to come in and help me do that. And, and, and it keeps the economy going and keeps the community strong. Cool. So uh, while you're giving uh, the balloons to the kids, we're making it to the kids, uh, you, there's a lot of interaction going on. So tell us a little bit about how you found uh, your way, your voice of uh, being so interactive while you make the balloons. Okay, so I, my first uh, dream to be a performer was to be an actor. But in my, I, I, I was an amateur. We had a theater company when I was a kid, so I learned a lot of theater craft then. Uh, and I also became a, uh, a singer in a band. <laughs> I was a rock singer. Believe it or not, you can't believe my voice now. Um, and uh, then I became a ringmaster in a circus. And the one thing about being a ringmaster in a circus, because my brother ran a small circus. He, he, well, in later in life, he, he got into circus. Um, is that you're, the idea of being a ringmaster is you're, you're not there... You're, you're there as a background thing. You're keeping the show moving. You're keeping your show moving along. And so you're there to iron out the creases. You're, you're there to keep people entertained while the mechanics of the show are working. So that means while the guy comes in and pulls out the ring mat, you're keeping them entertained. And it's the same principle for balloons if you're doing line work. While you're doing all of the twists, it takes time. If I'm just standing there quietly and not ch- chatting or interacting with people, they, they're going to get bored if they have to wait a while, especially with me because I'm a challenged twister, so I'm not working necessarily to a pattern. So I try and make it as entertaining as I can for people as they go along. And it's, it, the two things are directly related, uh, the, the ring mastering and that. That, that's probably where I found my voice um, in fact the funny thing about being a ringmaster in a circus and if you don't know the ringmaster he's the guy in the red coat with the top hat um, the funny thing about that is when people see you just talking they assume it's not hard work they assume you're not working so I found skills I was that before I was a balloon twister so I found the skills of balloon twisting so I had a skill so they um, so they valued what I did as a ringmaster more Um And then also when I was a busker, I, I was very bad at making line work. I, I, di- I couldn't afford books. I, I became a balloon artist because I was poor. I couldn't afford books. I couldn't afford DVDs. So I had to make everything up on the spot on my own. So when you're doing that, I had to overcompensate by the entertainment. So I'd get a crowd of people by being entertaining as I'm twisting balloons. And it, it's, it's stuck. And I had someone, <laughs> I have long lineups sometimes. One of my favorite quotes is this lady said to me, she said, I spent two hours on my 40th birthday in your lineup. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry. And she said, it was the best birthday I've ever had. <laughs> and that's, that's what you want. You want people to be entertained. Um, 
on that note, I know it's not quite the subject you were talking about, but uh, I've been looking into the science of, of uh, lining up and, and keeping people happy during lineups. And one thing is to make sure that their expectation is that they're going to be standing in that lineup a while. Because if they're expecting it, they're in an unwritten contract with you to be waiting for that lineup. I offer two lineups. I have the quick one and the which I open when I've got a huge lineup. I open a quick lineup, which is dog sorts, dog sorts. That's all you get. I'm going to make dog sorts for you. The other lineup, if you stay there, you're going to be there a long time. Be like a doctor. Have patience. I promise I will get to you, but it will take time. These things take uh, uh, creations. And people, once they've realized that, they then relax. They know they're going to be there a time. And if they look edgy, I, I say, oh, oh, wait, wait, let me help you let me wait i'll make you something now ladies and gentlemen you don't mind obviously you can't do that too much because you don't want other people suddenly doing but if they've really got to go i'd rather you went away with a balloon in your hand and a smile on your face than just go so how do you stop the line you just don't worry about the time or, or what do you do i have a, new, a technique i developed last year um and it's it uses that express lineup principle i will stop my, my if i keep my creation lineup going close to the end well i'm going to be there a long long time i used to have a saying nice balloon twisters finish last because i'd be the guy going oh yeah no worries keep my line up open and i'd be there an hour and a half after everyone else and i'm not being paid for it you too hey eh? it happens it happens to us all so what i do now is i finish my creation lineup nice and early it's normally an hour before the end of an hour hour and a 15 before the end of my end of my uh, allotted time And I say to anyone who comes up after that, look, this lineup's closed. I hand everyone a ticket. It's important you have, so they have something that identifies them as being people who've been waiting a long time. That's also important. I also put up a sign sometimes that says the lineup is closed. However, I, I, I finish this an hour and 15 minutes before, and then what I say is this. Anyone who comes after that point, I'm going to promise you, you can still have a balloon. You come back, and I normally say half an hour, but sometimes it's later, 15 minutes before the end, and I will make you a sword or a dog. I promise you, you'll get a balloon. I, you, there's no need for you to be sad about it. You're going to get a sword or a dog. And if it's, you know, as long as it's a one balloon thing you can make quickly, it doesn't really matter. I try and keep it strict, but sometimes I'll go, oh, a cat, okay, we'll make a quick cat. Oh, a rabbit, oh, okay. And that way people, because a lot of kids, as long as they get something, they're quite happy. But you want to, for me, the thing is, I want to be showing off. I want to be showing how good I am. But it's a, to me, I don't want to be making the, the one balloon dogs that many of them that people expect. I want something big. I want something that's or something fine uh, that people have not seen before. You said that you encourage the kids to ask for surprise me, right? I use the same technique. But do you have your usual surprise me sculptures and what they are? Oh, but of course I do. The surprises are things that you, they're your comfort zone balloons or things you want to practice, okay? So comfort zone balloons I use, for example, the amazing octopus from Buster Balloon. That's a fantastic surprise because it's really, you can make it really quick if you want or you can make the legs curly and it's big, it's bold. I go for a little routine. Um, I've got a, a really good way of doing it where I, I, I start, instead of having two eyes, I use a, a, a white five-inch round and I, and I, I say, here you go. I'll make you a surprise. There you are. it's an egg and the kids are like what oh wait not big enough for you i said it was a big surprise and i inflate the big polka dot balloon and i say there you are it's a dinosaur egg and so the kids are like double whammy oh no and then you make all the tentacles and uh and that then you put it all together and the kids always happy with that so there are always things i i make the brenians the unicorn 
rideable, uh, an alien, things that I think are reasonably impressive, reasonably good. Spider-Man, if they're wearing Spider-Man socks. Another trick is to look at what the kid's wearing on their T-shirt. Kids have things on their T-shirts quite often, and you know that's something they're into. So, for example, I see a kid with a creeper from Minecraft. I can make a creeper from Minecraft. I'm, and it's very important to keep up with what kids are into and what, what excites them at the moment, because that is, uh, that's the things you want to be twisting. But I, I find we, when a new movie comes out or, or you have a themed party and people say, oh, I can only make... I see this a lot online. I can't, I, what am I going to make for this cowboy-themed party? Well, the line work stuff you make is the same stuff you make everywhere because kids will ask you for the same stuff. You don't have to theme it. No one cares. The parents will go, oh, yes, that's what we want. They don't really know what they want. So I take the, the cowboy-themed big balloon with me and then they're happy. They've got something themed or wear a cowboy hat, whatever. But the line work, I want to say, I want to make it the stuff the kids want. And that's not always cowboys, even at a cowboy party. They might not be into Star Wars, even though they're dressed as Princess Lyra. You know, but little things, as I say, a really good tip is watching the T-shirt. Oh, you like Minecraft. Okay. And you keep it in your head. And the other thing is as well with that tip, try and keep it as a surprise as long as you can. So turn it the wrong way as you're twisting it. Turn it to you so they can't see. Um, and that way, at the end, they get a reveal. You also get people guessing. And that's an interaction. And any interaction you can have with your line is going to make those people more entertained. They feel more part of your world. They feel like your friends. So they're guessing and you're laughing along with them. What is it? Oh, it's a monkey. Do I don't look like a monkey? This kind of thing. It's very basic. I don't look like a monkey. Well, you know, this is a monkey you're making. Oh, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Keep thinking. Man, it's not a monkey. What do you think it is? And you keep it going. And it's, it's a very simple technique to engage people. The great thing is making people feel like they're your friends. It really helps. And that's one of those techniques. Uh, let me just emphasize uh, that point where, where, where you're making a sculpture as a surprise and no one knows what it is, but you're making it upside down or you're making uh, the, the, some, some piece of it uh, connect last, like maybe the eyes or maybe the, the, the artwork, something that helps you under, understand what it is. But you do it upside down, so it's very hard to understand what you're making. And that's the actual element of surprise that helps you interact with the kids and not just have the first kid say, yeah, it's an octopus. Yeah, exactly. That's entertainment in itself. You know, people are wondering. It's, it's drawing them in. It's giving them interest in what you're doing. It's, they're investing in that sculpture you're making. That particular one, at that moment, that's, that's exactly what they want. They, they don't want to just stand passively by. You want to get them involved in what you're doing, and that's a very good way. Um, there was a, a painter in, in England who used to say, he was actually an Australian guy. He's, unfortunately, he's not in, in a good light these days. He wasn't a very good guy. But when I was a kid growing up, I used to see him and he'd say, do you know what it is yet? And you'd always go, well, what is it? I'm looking at what is it? And that's where that trick came from for me. Cool. Um, what about the birthday kid? Do you have a special way to treat him? I, do you know what? I'm bad with the birthday kid. Because <laughs> first off, most of the parties I have this big sculpture that they are going to end up with anyway. Now, I know that by the end of the kid's party little Johnny and Sally are going to be their mum's going to come 10 minutes early to pick them up so I make the birthday kid wait till last <laughs> normally he's not the first kid I make a balloon for because I don't want to be rushing these kids at the end I say look just let your guests go first because you, you, I'll be here at the end to make your balloon I promise you I'll make you something really special whatever you want now if the kid's not happy you don't want that so if they're not happy you try you, get, you explain it to them gently and hopefully they get it If they don't get it, then all right, no problem, no problem. 
sure come on let's get it done and you, and you make them whatever they want the other thing you find as well with the surprise twister is kids don't know what they want always so sometimes they're going to say they'll see johnny with a sword so they'll get the sword and then later you've made um i don't know let's say uh, a full a full-size dragon or a full-size dragon that would need a lot of balloons and a lot of time i had never done a birthday party that's 16 hours but you, you you make a little dragon and the kid comes back and goes i want a dragon well i gave you the choice and that's the, that's what you had to do you were the first you had your balloon while he was waiting patiently good things come to those that wait just remember that i actually had a parent congratulate me and say thank you for making my child wait and be patient learn patience it's an important virtue so it, and that goes back to that thing as well where you're increasing expectations i try and make it so that parents realize i'm teaching their kids good morals as well i live in canada i'm english but i live in canada and that makes a big difference we all, they all have pretty good morals in canada so they quite like it when you do that yeah like i'm i'm sitting here uh, full of jealousy because like uh, in 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 where i live in israel uh, the mother will come and she will say but my son waited two hours so make him a dragon but uh uh that But I get that too, hey, I get that too. And I say, she's waited two hours while I'm like, okay. And they'll always exaggerate that, by the way. So you can, sometimes I get a bit, mm, and I say, well, look, I haven't been here two hours yet. Because they're always going to add an extra half an hour onto that. But you can get into a confrontation that way. So the best way is that I'm going as fast as I can. I say things like, I have jokes. I try and diffuse situations with jokes. My latest one, uh, and this is hard to, it's a visual joke, but it's not very funny, but it's enough to just diffuse the situation. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, If you're worried about the speed I can go, I'll tell you a couple of them, a couple of my lines. If you're worried about the speed I'm going, don't worry, I can go slower. Would you like me to? And I go really slow. Oh, no, okay. Another one, I've been waiting here forever. I've been waiting here for you to go longer. That's, that's a saucy line, eh? You don't say it very often. I've been waiting here longer. There's another one. I've been here forever. Think how long I feel. How long I've been here. I have another one. If you're worried about how fast I'm going, I, I only have three hands. What? And the kids will go, no, you've got two hands. And I say, no, I haven't. I, show, I raise one hand. I say, no, this is my hands one. Raise my other hand. This is my hands two. And my hands three is in the car. And it's a bad, grown-worthy joke, but it's another bit of another bit of shtick that will help me, and it diffuses that situation again. And, you know, the thing is with having the express lineup open often is that we're back to that unwritten contract. I've given them the option of jumping the lineup. They know that they have, they're jumping because the problem with the there is a problem with the express. The people at the front have to wait a bit longer to get the people in the creation have to wait a bit, bit longer. So if you give them a set time that it's going to open, they'll understand that. So, um, but you're in an unwritten contract. I've given you the option to only take five minutes and go off. As soon as you're not in that option, if you've had it, if you've waited two hours, that express lineup's been open a few times. You had that option. And if you would, and I'll always encourage people to just stay there if they've been waiting a long time. I'm going to get to you as soon as I can. I really promise you, I'll be with you as soon as I can. If they then gone to, if they then go to the express lineup, I'll try and make them something a little bit classy. I'll say, just wait to the back of that, and I'll give you a two balloon sword, or I'll give you a, I don't know, um, a butterfly. Uh, you know, just to make it easier. The last thing you want is someone going away upset, like it's a balloon for goodness sake. 
You know, why would you want someone upset about it? Yeah. Do you have any sign that says express line or something like that? No, I don't because I like to open and close it very quickly. I normally say, um, if you come and stand over here and you're happy to wait, this is my creation lineup. However, come and stand right here. If you don't want to wait, you can jump the rest of the lineup. I will make you anything your heart desires as long as it's a sword or a dog. I get to choose the color. I have a new line as well, which is when the kid says, oh, um, this balloon's pink, I wanted green. I say, listen, just like people, all balloons are the same on the inside. Please don't upset this balloon. I choose the colour, you jump the line up, I want you to go quick. That's that's why you get and you know, and the other thing you can do is you can like you can go, Who wants a sword? And I often say that, who wants a sword? Because I've already made inflated the balloon enough for a sword and the next kid's a dog. They raise their hands, who and you hand it and they go, Oh, I've got a black sword. So you give it to the next kid, he goes off happy. And uh, and you say, Well what what are you waiting for? I want a blue sword and I say, Oh, well you look this is the express lineup and I'm pulling a blue balloon out as I do this it's express lineup so it's just if you're lucky you just happen to get that one balloon that's blue and it just so happens and I'm like but at the moment obviously you're going to have to wait a bit longer because I haven't got a blue balloon on me at the moment so if you wait I'll get you to the blue balloon and by the time I've said that the sword's made the kid has a sword he's got blue the colour he wants all the parents are laughing because he was getting upset because he wasn't going to get the blue sword and he's already got it That, that's awesome. The more you talk about it, the more I'm thinking about the first uh, birthday show I have uh, after WBC and the fact that I will do the express uh, line f- uh, as well. It's just a very smart way to help people cope and to interact with them and so on. So uh, I just want to wrap up. Do you have in Canada um, uh, some kind of a ceremony that you need to manage in the birthday, like with a cake? Now, I, I'm a funny one because I do the magic show first because I don't want the distraction of balloons around. And there are things... I, every birthday party I've ever done has been different. They have different things they want to do. Some they've got... I went to a Harry Potter party. They had potion-making co- part, um, activities and, and uh, things like that, eating the gummy worms and, and then the birthday cake. I personally just want to be concentrating on the balloons. So I always sing along with the birthday song. But what I do is I do my balloons after... And I say, if you want to go off and play, I promise you I'm still going to make you a balloon. You don't have to line up. I don't mind it. At a birthday party, I don't want you to line up. I want you to play and enjoy yourself. I want you to have the birthday cake. I want you. So make sure you just come back and see me. Now, some are always going to line up. It's a natural thing. But then they just run around and play, and they're not spending their whole two hours waiting for a balloon. And birthday parties is generally free and easy in Canada. So they're running around, they're playing, or they're having the cake, the presents happen, and I say, who needs a balloon? Is anyone still waiting for a balloon? And it's a bit harder to judge how many kids are left to do, but it does mean that everyone's still having a good time because that's the key to a successful birthday party. What about if, you, if there's not a lot of uh, people in the, in the event, not a lot of kids, and you have like 30 more minutes, but everyone already got something? You can make them something else. You can advance them. I mean, I like having less kids rather than more. I once had a... I felt so sorry for this child. I once had a birthday party, and um, I made this huge Pokemon dragon for this kid, and uh, only three of his friends... No, it was two of his friends turned up. It was on a, 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 some big event day. Two of his friends turned up. You know what happened? I made each of them three or four balloons. So first off, I started with something very big and very exciting. And when I ran out, when I've still got time to go and, I, and I've, they've already got a balloon, I had a big sword fight with them. Um, I, you know, and we attacked the dragon together as knights and I played. One of the joys, and this is one of the big joys of balloons, we're playing with it. It's a fun product. Well, I, I'm a clown as well. I've been a clown. I, I didn't mention that, but that was a, a route I went after being a ringmaster. And clowns are all about play. You're playing. And so 
we have a, we're very privileged to have a job that allows us to work with children. Children are all about play. You get to be younger than you actually are. So play, play. Like, if I've got five kids, I can spend more time. I can put more detail into each balloon. I can make something very beautiful for them. And the parents love it because they see, I have, my goodness, I've never seen anything like that. <gasps> wow, I didn't think such, I, they were, I was expecting a dog. You know, so I'll spend more time. So five kids for me, I prefer to 25 kids because I can make something more exciting. However, as I say, if at the end you can play, you can show them stuff. The, pet, the kids, if they've all run away, I talk to the parents as me. They're all interested in my story. So how did you get there? What? Oh, you're off to teach at a convention. Oh, or, oh, how, how did you get into balloon twisting? It's an interesting thing. It's, it's not a regular job. It's not something we, that people expect you to do. I fell into being a balloon twister. And I have to say... Very few people that I know that was their dream to be a balloon twister. It's, it's something we've all fallen into. Um, and I believe there's a good reason we've fallen into it. And we have that chance to make the world a better place. Uh, so we have interesting stories to tell. Like there's uh, Todd Newfelt was a lawyer and now he's a, a top balloon twister. What an interesting story. How did you go from being a lawyer to a balloon twister? Sure, you know, it's weird. We're all unique people, and the parents like to talk. They like, once you get past the, the nonsense of being, I don't know, a steampunk time traveler, they, they want to know what the real you is as well. I mean, you can still play the game if it suits you. Keep playing, but they want to know your story. I mean, one thing I, is I'm an entertainer. That's what I do. But even if you're not an entertainer, what are we doing now? You're interested in what I'm saying because we're talking. Engage people. Ask them questions as well. That's a real thing. People like to talk about themselves as you can tell by the fact I've just been talking a few minutes about myself. People like to talk about themselves, so ask them stuff about them. Oh, you, you, you work as a plumber. I, I, this is one of my favorite lines uh, to say, uh, one of my favorite things to say. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna tell you a lot of stuff. Um, someone says to me, I'm a plumber, but it's nothing, it's not as interesting and fun as your job. And I say, I need plumber. A plumber's a great job. Oh my goodness, you're a plumber, wow. I need a plumber because I need water. I mean, that's great. It's a really interesting job. How long have you been doing it? I'm an electrician. Well, without an electrician, I can't make this happen. You know, so you find the, the joy of, of, a, of a job. And the person who's paying you is generally someone with a, quite a mundane job. So you make their job sound more, they're a hero, you know? Like, I, and I do that all the time. I see, oh, this is another thing when I'm out at a festival or something. Uh, and I see someone who's working in, an, in a thankless job. A thankless job like someone's cleaning up or one of the festival volunteers wandering around just checking things i if i notice them or a producer producer of the festival is a good one or a, a staff member for the festival if i notice them standing there or walking past i'll say ladies and gentlemen you, you've given me lots of applause today that's very nice of you but the one person you haven't given applause to is this lady over here this lady over here has been working tirelessly sweeping the streets or, or there's a fireman just there. Look, the firemen, they're great. Please give that person a round of applause. They deserve it. Now give me 20 bucks. Because they'll go, hey, and you go, give me 20 bucks, and they'll all laugh. And that person feels so special because of it, and it's deservedly so. They're working hard and allowing you to do your job, and it's nice to thank them for it. So uh, we're running out of our time, and I really want to focus also on some of the charity uh, training uh, material that uh, you did together with a few of your colleagues. So can you tell us a little bit about that project? Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is something very close to my heart. Um, late la well, it was from Ozjam last year. I was invited to Ozjam, and it kind of came about by accident. I, I had a brim of a, of a witch's hat that flew. 
I was throwing someone in the jam room, just, I'll have a look at it. And I went, wow, my goodness, that looks like a Frisbee. It flies like a Frisbee or a boomerang. And David Brennan and I started jamming with this one shape. And, and I noticed all the other twisters because it actually flew. All these twisters are like fascinated by this ridiculous shape. It's nothing special, just a distortion. But when I was uh, traveling around Australia, I came up with the idea that why not get a load of twisters, a load of the top names in the industry together and we'll make a charity download project for a worthwhile cause. And each person, a bit like the, uh, the Band-Aid record, each person contributes one tutorial. And from that tutorial, they're all themed to flying. And then the proceeds from the, from the whole compilation of tutorials goes to a worthwhile charity. The worthwhile charity we chose was warchild.org.uk, uh, which is a charity that specializes in looking after children in war-torn countries. And that is such a wonderful thing for us. We are so lucky to be the balance for, for we're the opposite of the soldiers of the world we're a sol if you're a balloon twister you're the guy who's going to make someone's life happy there's actually Warchild had an advertising campaign uh, it's better to put a balloon in, in a child's hand than a gun and they, they look after kids they uh, bring them off the street they give the families vocational training they're fantastic Okay, uh, so this charity download includes myself, Buster Balloon, David Brennan, Pitt Milford Hughes, Peter Van Egan. Uh, there's also, gosh, there's so many people Brendan Ord, Nicole Gregg, Glenn LaValle, uh, Larry Moss, and Kelly Cheetle. They, they showed a, a big Canada goose that they used in one of their origami product, projects. There's all these tutorials. I, I know I'm missing names. I'm sorry if I missed your name. There's so many great. Oh, Guido Verhoff. Guido Verhoff. Wow. Uh, these guys are just some of the best, brightest in the industry. Twelve of us got together. We made this thing. Mike Floyd is also on it. Very famous from YouTube. And also he owns Balloon uh, Balloon uh, hyphen animals dot uh, dot com and he's kindly agreed to sell it just for expenses on there and uh, it's 35 dollars on there 35 us it's an instant download and you help a very worthwhile cause when you buy it so uh, when you're going to balloonartistpodcast.com uh, for the show notes uh, for the chapter with Phyllis Flash, uh, we'll have a link also to the charity download that you can go and check up. Uh, what DVDs do you have? I, I am fascinated by the human face. It's my field of expertise. It's, it's when my artwork really started to lift. So I was originally asked to, make, uh, to teach the face. A lot of people wanted to know. And I made a DVD on uh, the face that I use all the time are a very basic version, a basic pattern. It's not a full pattern. You then, the idea is with the first DVD, you go away, you take that pattern and you uh, adapt it to your own style. That's the first DVD. That DVD has sold over 300 copies worldwide. The, the people have got themselves uh, publicity in, in newspapers, TV. Someone was telling me the other day they were interviewed by someone back in the UK using my face and they got themselves on national TV with it. That's yeah. the first one. The second one is uh, a funnier DVD. It's a funnier, simpler, quicker face. And the third one is a new DVD that I've just done. It's called The Face of Things to Come. They're all called The Face of Things to Come, 1, 2, and 2.5, because I want to have a trilogy with four parts. Uh, so 2.5 is all using quick links and, and raisins and frumples. But it's, it, the idea is that I'm trying to make easy things for beginner twisters and then advancing. But each one has different face designs. They also have hand. Uh, the second two have hands and body designs as well. Cool. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for your time. In case someone want to check up uh, your site, what's your website? My website's uh, www.flashballoons.com.
and we'll have a link for that as well. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, we had the pleasure of having Phileas Flash. Enjoy the rest of the convention as an instructor, and I hope to see you soon. Thanks, Flash. Thank you. Victory, Zivi! Yay! Yay! Wow, what an awesome interview. Uh, here's the main takeaway of what I just think uh, is brilliant, and that is two things. The first one is uh, the express line. The express line is a great idea. It works. I can tell you I've been using it for a few weeks now, and it just it makes sense for people to have a short line, to come get their dog, and move away, and have a different uh, line for, for the art. Yeah? And the second thing I take from Phyllis Flesh is the little tips about how to acknowledge people, how to interact with them, like how he will uh, emphasize the importance of the plumber or the fireman, how he will make a round of applause for them. Just kindness, and uh, we should all have uh, more of that. So thank you, Phileas Flash, and uh, I really recommend you to go and to check out the volunteer work that uh, was done with the DVD uh, frequent flyer. It's actually an, it's a download, it's a digital download. So I've put a link for that in balloonartistpodcast.com so you can go to the show notes and take a look and help. And uh, by the way, this uh, digital download includes awesome designs as well. So it's an awesome opportunity. It's good for us as well as for the kids. Thank you, everyone, for listening for the show, for waiting for it. It will continue to come live for you next week. This is Zivi Kivi from the Balloon Artist Podcast. The tip section will be right after this. The Balloon Artist Podcast is brought to you by... Would you like to know what do you have in your balloon stock, in your balloon inventory? Do you want to have this list on you anywhere you go? Would you like a way that you can just order your balloons on your mobile phone whenever you want to and maintain lists of balloons for each project? All of this, including a barcode scanner feature and many other cool features like select a balloon by icon or by text, all of this can be yours if you purchase the Balloon Stock app. Look for it on iOS and on Android devices. Your iPhone can include this today. Download and buy Balloon Stock now before its price goes up. Hello, Balloon Artists Podcast Nation. This is the tip section of Chapter 3, Season 2. And again, I want to give you two tips today. Uh, the first one is kind of an anecdote. So I was uh, discussing with uh, David Brennan, who is really, really busy these days with all of his shows in the summer in, the, in California. And he was uh, sharing with me how busy he is. And I told him that uh, he can get two hours a day from me as a gift. And he was interested to get those two hours. And uh, I told him he needs to sleep less. So uh, my wife came up with a better way of how to implement the two hour a day system. And that is one hour w that you wake up earlier and one hour that you go to sleep later. 
and that way it's even easier uh, to maintain the two-hour system. So in more seriousness, uh, what, we, what I'm trying to say is that, look, you need to work hard in order to do all those things that you need to do in order to make those Facebook posts and schedule them and write a blog post and do your marketing and, you know, practice your art. Those things take time. If you will not f make time, make time, not free time, but make time for yourself, uh, you will not have time for them. The tip I want to give you, uh, the second tip is about a website called memgenerator.net memgenerator.net uh, and mem is written uh, m-e-m-e -E, and then generator.net and this tool is a tool to create memes uh, memes are those pictures with uh, some text on top and some text on the bottom and usually it is uh, useful to just uh, write a message in a, in a very concise manner and I want you to think about your customers, to think about your audience, and to have generosity with uh, how you value their time. So be generous and value the time of other people. And when you're creating a mem for them, you basically are capable of giving them an idea very, very briefly and uh, also sometimes in a funny way. So uh, those are two ways of how you can gain time, make time, and save other people's time. I hope like you like it, and I hope to meet with you next week or in a convention someday. See you guys.